Okay, so welcome back, everyone, to a brand new episode of the podcast. I am here with two incredible women. Young women, yep. Caroline Dietrich and Emily Larson, who are sitting right in front of me, but you unfortunately cannot see them. So, welcome, Emily and welcome, Emily and Caroline. Thank you for Thank having you for me. having us. So, can you please tell the audience a bit about yourselves? Sure. So we are two grade 12 students at the International School of Zug Lucerne, and we have been a part of Youth Forum Switzerland for a couple of years now, and we've just become student leaders of the Changemakers Project, which is something we're really excited about. Okay, so can you please explain to us what exactly is the Changemakers Project? Yeah, so a little bit of background. The Changemakers Project is part of Youth Forum Switzerland, and the vision of Youth Forum Switzerland is to connect change makers and address challenging faces, challenging challenges, actually, that our planet faces. And we believe that our project will like provide a opportunity and platform for young and the change makers to connect in a collaborative and creative way. So the aim basically of our project is to connect youth with leading change makers from around the world whose work focuses on the UN um, global sustainable development goals and just to inspire action from the youth basically yes and that's an interesting point that you bring out the fact that you bring out the um sdgs because like disability rights is like linked to four of them mm -hmm. yeah if i can okay so yes um yeah goal four goal eight Goal 10, goal 11, and goal 17. So five development goals, actually, which in case of you have just joined us, I've gone, I've gone to more detail about what they are in, in actually season, in season one, actually. So yeah, I, that's why I went into more detail about them. Basically, you know, provide education, health, like the representation, and other things, like other important aspects, like, yep. Like health and education and etc. But that's so basically disability is like very intertwined with the SDGs, which your project focuses on already. And a big theme about the podcast about well, our work in general, both mine and yours, is intersectionality, which is where certain human rights issues cross over and well we go into detail about how they affect he, the um, certain human rights issues, which another group faces, like for example, a big, like I just recently had a sexual violence expert on the show recently, and it was there that we talked about like how, like sec like sexual education and disability, and so how you know sex trafficking, human trafficking affects the um disability community, and well. Yeah, basically how that and the theme of sexual violence intertwines with both women's rights and um the rights of the lgbtq community because that group faces a lot of persecution in certain parts of the world mm -hmm. and i believe that is an important aspect that not a lot of people talk about because you got like you got these different experts and these different organizations each advocating for like a different group like women or members of the gay community or individuals with disabilities but i feel like that not a lot of them like there's not a lot of opportunities for experts to come together or at least those opportunities haven't been like they haven't been given as much attention as say individual experts or or groups and this is where i think that your work this is why i think your work is like very important Thank because you. And really, you two are doing an incredible job. Congratulations. A big round of applause from the audience. Here we go. Round of applause. Thank you. And that's really important to note that um, we, our students, have been talking about these goals. Um, they've been able to choose what goal they want to speak about. And we have a, on the Youth Forum Switzerland website, we have a whole page where um, anyone can go watch the interviews with these um, leading experts um, on the sustainable goals that you mentioned as well. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, well, how like for example, how could my work positively impact your movement here? Because 
what I would really like to do is really give a lot of these um, young adv- advocates and human rights defenders and activists some more attention, so an opportunity for us to come together because, yeah, because we, I don't, I feel like that we're not given en- enough, like our voices and we are, sorry, we haven't been, there's not a lot of opportunities for, for our voices to be heard. I don't think that the voices of young people are taken as seriously as, say, for example, the voices of president of world leaders or like mm-hmm. government officials. And while yes, their voices are important, the um, like the rights of the individual citizens of their countries is well, they're basically the most important aspects that you can really focus on as a world leader, because it, like, for example, if I was leading Australia at the moment, because I'm Australian, for those of you who didn't know, or for those of you who are tuning in, look, this is your first ever episode, I'm Australian. Like, if I was the leader of Australia, I would prioritise human rights as both a domestic level and a foreign, and not in terms of foreign policy. So that, that would be my priority as the Prime Minister of Australia would be the rights of really the most marginalised people, like, for example, the Indigenous communities and women, or not exactly women, but yeah, women, and especially women within, say, for example, the Indigenous community or the LGBTQ community and really empower those groups. But that would be my priority. I feel that is, unfortunately, human rights is something that I feel like gets thrown around in terms of like geopolitical spheres and really I feel like that human rights is very much being used as a tool by by certain world leaders as so like a it's more of a bargaining chip for like them getting for getting themselves reelected and over and over and over again like yes you're going to prioritize human rights or that's something that you said in your campaign promise but where is the action like you say that this is in the best interest of your state, but what about the best interest of the people within the state itself? Because they make up your your country and they're voting for you and because you say that you're going to like help them get their rights, get help <laughs> help empower them. Yeah, so um back to your question of how you could be best involved in our um, youth activism it's basically that was the objective of youth form switzerland we wanted to create a platform where the youth has a chance to be heard because like you said sometimes our voices are too quiet to be heard by world leaders and sometimes they have excuses like i'm running a country like i like i have a priority list but realistically like where are we where is the youth and our activism and you know where do we stand on their list of priorities um so that's basically what Youth Forum has wanting has started to do. Um, and I think we are on plan to host a in-person Youth Forum this year again, because, you know, with the vaccine and everything, it is hopefully going to be possible this year. Um, so you are, of course, more than welcome to come and um, visit Youth Forum this year. And we can also have in-person conversations then. But what I remember from, I think, two years ago, we went to the open forum in Davos. So, you know, there is, of course, the World Economic Forum where it's a lot of, um, like you said, the world leaders, a lot of old people, but the open forum, as the name suggests, is where students are allowed to um, sit in on panels by some of these world leaders and ask questions and have a very collaborative panel um, interaction. So I think where we have more of those opportunities where it is very question like Q&A and conversation and discussion based um, interactions between the youth and the world leaders. Hopefully that will allow our voices to be heard, so. And because we are the generation like that are coming up and also like the role models for the upcoming generation, it's so important to realize that you can take action. It's not all words, like even creating this like change makers project, like, it's you can take action there are steps that you can take to improve these goals and with the help from global shapers getting advice and just 
expertise is really important and just talking about these problems is a step towards um, achieving these sustainable development goals. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, well, let's talk about those individual rights now because you two are like, you're from completely different countries, same continent, but two different countries. And so Caroline, I think that your, your background is a bit more interesting because you're like half Swiss, half German. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, with some um, Austrian and um, Czech from my parents. So, yeah, so like European. Like, what do you think about like human rights in your country, especially in terms of like the disability rights and other traditionally like very marginalized groups? How do you think that your country has done a good job in terms of integrating them? Yeah, so I mean, I spend most of my time in Switzerland. Um, so what I've noticed is there there's quite a large spectrum. There are people that are very respectful and mindful, you know, and um, very open-minded. However, you know, there are always like you also hear some people where they are very like they say very like, disrespectful things where they just don't think about what they're saying and how could that impact someone. So I think with in terms of like filling that um, divide is, you know, like educating people on that. However, in the sense of looking at how my country, so like Swiss government handles and um, integrates these individuals, like you can see in the terms like infrastructure, like you, there's always like ramps, let's say someone um, has, has to be in a wheelchair or there's like elevators, like they, and also um, different parking spaces. So they do try, I say, and um, integrate them into the community the best they can. Um, that's what I've seen so far. And uh, Emily, so you're from Denmark, the country that made t- millions of childhoods and adulthoods more fun. Yes, um, I am from Denmark and I would definitely well say that Denmark is more of a liberal country compared to Switzerland. So it's definitely a country for the people. It's very like societies and communities are very like important and being able to be accepted and integrated in society is definitely a goal that Denmark wants to achieve. So I'd say, yeah, infrastructure is definitely available um, there for people that do have a disability, but as well, like, I think Denmark is very respectful. Well, from what I've seen, there are many respectful people towards all types of people, including, as you say, marginalized people such as the LGBTQ community and immigrants, for example, as well. Yeah. Yeah, so, and like, well, like, have you helped other schools in setting up similar initiatives? Because I know that at the International School of Geneva, a group of students have gone out of their way to create a anti-discrimination committee where they host like months dedicated to like certain groups and well actually recently did a presentation there dedicated to like disability and disability to disability inclusion and what i was what i'm interested in is seeing if like i also know that at the international school of basel they've done it they've started an anti-racism committee and so have you helped other schools like set up similar initiatives or have you worked with the other schools in the past? Because I know that meant that students and teachers from like a variety of schools attend YFS, but have you sort of helped them in sort of promoting in- integration and student run initiatives? Mm-hmm. So talking, taking back to what you said of um, the International School of Geneva, our school uh, we always, um, let's say there's like a holiday or like, you know, like almost every day there's like an international holiday, like for example, like international cupcake day or, you know, like every, um, international like celebration day that is like, for example, about like youth, like a really relevant topic. We are always aware of that because like on a school bulletin, you know, they always inform everyone that it's that day. Um, or like in like the weekly like newsletter, like to keep people informed of like what day it is and like what's happening around them. Um, but because we are in our um, YFS Changemaker Project group, we are, our focus mainly is on 
the um, international schools that which we work with and our school. So I would assume the other like sectors of YFS would have probably been in charge of setting up initiative with other local um, Swiss-based schools. So I think that they would know more about that because we have reached out to um, over 50 schools in India mm -hmm. in our project. So we went more of like a global scale and another group would probably have looked at, okay, what can we do within the Swiss community and the international school community, so. Yes, so last year, um, I think what Karen and I really took charge was um, like the schools in India. And so we contacted a global shaper in India who um, could then reach out to um, smaller schools in India and they were able to contact a global shaper and perform one of these interviews with them. And I think we hosted a um, Zoom call celebrating all of the interviews that were made and, and seeing the children that were so grateful to be connected to the rest of the world was honestly what made this whole project so worth it because it like seeing the impact that you made firsthand and having just children um, who normally don't get these opportunities just feels like thank you and feel grateful um, made us grateful and made us proud. Mm. Of and so part. emotional. Like, yeah, so emotional. Really emotional at the end of that. But it just, it really inspired us to keep going and leave a legacy. Even when we graduate, um, alumni always stay in contact over YFS because it is such a really yeah. important startup. Mm -hmm. Yes, and well, and I also, because we had a, like a, for those of you who don't know, we had a quick meeting yesterday. And you also said that you had like some questions for me and I'd like to hear them. Like if you have any questions about what I work. Yeah, of course. So I know you were asking about our background on our project. Um, like when exactly did you start your project? And um, for the audience that doesn't know, Joshua is very keen on hosting a huge um, human rights conference and just, you know, seeing your plans on how we can help achieve that and everything. Yes, yes, I am. And for those and for those of you listening at home, you're welcome to attend when I sorted all the details. So basically, my project, well, really was, it's like, but it's like making a sandwich. There were different layers, and so basically, I started out with, like, so I started like with JD with a actually a disability oriented tour company. So I live in Basel, which has millennia of history like honestly some of the buildings in the city are it's impressive how long they've been standing and so i and so that should really make caroline proud of herself because she because I, caroline you actually have relatives in boston don't you like yes, in boston. my grandma lives in basel so i know the city quite well yeah so she she already knows she's already well versed in this okay so and also caroline's grandma if you're listening first of all um estimar gritty Good to see you. I'm on willkommen. Yeah, so so like I started out with a disability oriented tour company. So basically history is like one of my really big passions. It's something I've always been knowledgeable about. And it's just something I really like studying on during my spare time when I get get a chance. And so my um guidance counts at the time because I for those of you who don't know, I never let the IB was considered too stressful for me, especially with my disability and these sort of challenges I had brought with like with learning in some areas, like I'm horrible at maths. I, I like, for example, if I were to do the IB, I would need to pass maths and French and sciences. And while like languages and geography, history and politics were so my strong suits, the other half were not. So I went down a different path, which was called pathways. And it was through that, that my, um, that my guidance counselor, he sort of helped me to, start, to create my own like little startup, which was a, a tour company actually, so where I could explain sort of like Basel's history to interested, interested groups and individuals. So that was really how I got a start. And then it went on to the podcast, which I actually um, started with. Well, I actually went to MUN first and this is where I got the conference idea from because I went, so I joined MUN in, 2018 and it was shortly after i came out from venice that i joined mm -hmm. and that was really interesting that was an incredible experience because i got 
I never, I felt like I never really fit in anywhere growing up. And MUN was really, really, was really the first time where I found a community with whom I really connected with and the people that would, they were just incredible. And I felt we had a lot in common, like we had a similar goals and outreach and really just a, it was just an incredible time. And it was actually one of my best moments, like one of the best times I ever had was the, my work with MUN. And then I joined um, politics, my politics class, and this was to start the podcast. And I chose politics over history because I, I really enjoyed history, but I'd also been taking it year after year now. And I was like, okay, it's deep. Like I'm in grade 11 now. It's time to start doing something new. And then I chose um, history because I, well, I didn't choose it. I chose politics. So I chose um, SL politics because I really enjoyed my politics. Politics was not a big strong suit. And I already knew a lot about history and they were just teaching the same stuff over and over again. And I really, and so I joined my politics class at the start of grade 11 and that was another phenomenal experience. Like I really enjoyed the teacher I had. He was amazing and he was also funny, which I just made the um, less, which just made his classes a lot more entertaining. Like some of the um, field trips he came up with, they were just I'm like, seriously, you want this as a field trip? Like he wanted to take us to Israel like that one time and, and now um like the vice principal just like he just like shot that down it was like no you can't say you class to israel sorry mm-hmm. and honestly but it wasn't for pot my decision to choose politics over history this pot this um podcast may never exist so i've explained my backstory here enough and i've explained my backstory over and over again over the course of a number of episodes so you can go and listen to those once you're done listening to this one. But in terms of my, in terms of the podcast, that actually got started after I asked a simple question. Okay, so human, so in our podcast class, human rights was the second unit, and I was like, um, okay, so we talked about in, the rights of indigenous people, we talked about the rights of women, we talked about torture, and we talked about international human rights. So what about what about people with disabilities? one of the most marginalized people groups and he was like we've never really talked about that but you can talk about that so he said something along those lines and so i spent like a month just because he said okay i either want you to write an essay on disability rights or i want you to make a like little podcast and that was basically the start of the podcast like he asked me he showed me the anchor software which i so i use a software called anchor and it incredibly easy incredibly i was honestly surprised with just how easy it was to like make a podcast using the software like it had everything mm-hmm. it had transitions it had most record it had like places where i could like download music and set that into the episodes that was just an it was just an incredible platform so if and if you're out there thinking of making a podcast use anchor like download the anchor app for your phone or just log on to the just create an account on their website. It's got technical support, it's got everything. Just use it. It's like the number one, it's like, it really is the easiest way to make a podcast. And so I was given the deadline of the 3rd of December, which is the UN Day Disability, 3rd of December 2018. Yeah, it was 2018. That was, no, actually it was 2019 now I think, now I think about it. Yeah, because that was when I released the first episode was 2019. That was the UN Day Disability. That was was set as my deadline, 3rd December 2019. That was my deadline. And so I recorded these like one hour long episodes just to get in everything that I wanted to talk about. I wrote a massive document. It was like, I can't even remember how how many pages it was now. It was, but it was a lot really old and had all these episodes it had all this information on it all the episodes i would oh, all the information i would need for the first six episodes it was just that large and so i recorded it and then after i released the sixth episode 
Miss, I showed them to Mr. Green. I played it back to him. And he instantly burst in. Like, I was in another class while he was listening to these episodes. And he burst in the door. And he was like, wow. Just wow. Like, my voice was pointing that my voice was just that incredible. And yes. And I explained everything so comprehensively. And I was like, seriously? And I honestly did not know just how big this podcast would get. Like, honestly, like, and after I record the um, next, the first six episodes of so season one, I was like, like, am I, like I said, like I then recorded two more series but just because I enjoyed making it so much. I enjoyed all the feedback I got. And so why not just keep going? So I made two, I made a second season and I made a third season, so two more seasons. And Afterwards, I was like, okay, listen, time to stop this. Going to make a final episode, going to upload it, and I'm going to like, see if I can move on to other things. But in my but my, but in my heart, my heart would just tell me, you know, just keep going. But you enjoy it. Everyone wants you to keep going. <laughs> and, like, honestly, I, I received over 1,000 130 listens. That was my total at the end of 2020. And I released the first episode around November, December of 2019. Well done. No, well, well, thank God for the fact that you chose to make a podcast over an essay because although essay writing is very core and a very core concept in every single um, like academic subject and class, I feel like podcasts, there's such a they allow you to just like keep adding things like yeah, they like if you would have finished an essay, you maybe would have never talked to some of the people that you're talking to now. And you can always invite people onto a podcast and you can keep it going. So Yeah, thank you. And honestly, thank you for everyone who's been listening so far. Yes, yeah, sure, I may not I may occasionally like, you know so my head to occasionally collect my thoughts, but in the end I feel like that that's what helps keep me going. It's really the feedback, the support. Honestly, if it wasn't for people like the two of you, I probably would have stopped a long time ago. Because I just see this as another little internet show. The rest of the world sees it entirely differently. Like they really want me to keep going. And honestly, so do I. So I'm so and I can't wait to see what bigger things this this leads to. And honestly, now I'm doing uh, doing like presentations for schools and honestly I never thought I would see myself here this moment at this point in time like i'm only 20 years old and i'm doing all this stuff while all my friends from high school are like in college or whatever so yes i honestly can't wait to see what this all leads to and now do you have any more questions yeah could you talk more about like what presentations you've done for different schools around the world i think you mentioned some in our little meeting yesterday as well so so I first started around the same time I released season one of the podcast. And I was like, to be honest with you, just in case if you don't know how I managed to get like one hour's worth of content to like a single episode, I actually was nearing the deadline and I was in Honolulu when I was making and finalizing the final episode of season one. So I took this thing all the way to from Basel to Hawaii to finish it. (laughs) It was okay. It was like Hawaii's nice. I did get octopus ink on me though. How that that's a story from another time, but either way I I feel like the octopus either really liked me and my work or it just didn't want me it just didn't want to be held anymore by a group of tourists. Yeah, I'll never look at calamari the same way again. Okay. <laughs> so but so basically I I did a, I made a like a little short presentation for my teacher. Um Mr. Green, if you're listening to this and you probably aren't, thank you for like really giving me these opportunities. I'm very grateful to have present to your to your class. And so I just made a short like little presentation toward like, like stuff like disability rights, the convention, the committee on the rights of people with disabilities that meets in Geneva twice a year, even though I think they should meet more because it's a really is a serious issue that you can't nail out all the details and only two times per year, but okay. And honestly that, and then I shared, so I did two presentations and then I shared it with 
my I did that first presentation and then I did a short second one and then I shared it with a one of my former tour clients. She works at a school in Kenya. And she was like, Oh man, have you I like your presentation, like what a wonderful presentation you've done. Could you perhaps share it with you know do I, do you have anything designed for like small like younger kids like fourth graders and i was like no but i got to work making one i made an entire three episode long presentation from scratch and that was that and then i so basically and then i my a friend of mine like the uh, <laughs> Okay, so I have this friend, and he was like the student council president at the time of my graduation, and he came to me, and he was like, Josh, we have this plan for a, a big social event called Fire Fear Allah. It's German for Celebration for All, for those of you who don't speak German. Um, and he was like, okay, COVID-19 is probably not going to allow us to, you know, work this, like put, like, put this into place. We've been waiting to hear back from the... Um, Vice principal, who was also the the principal, the head of like student affairs, and I don't think that we're going to be able to do this this year. I've, I'm a really big fan of art, and I thought about reworking into like a disability oriented art program, which could allow children and young people with disabilities to express themselves. And I was like, okay, I'm not really a big art person, but I'll see what I can do to help out. And then I, we talked about it. We thought, okay, if we could get this presented at the youth forum Switzerland, that would be massive. And so I reached out to um, the, is he the head of your humanities department, um, Mr. Prawn, Caroline, Emily? Um, I, don't, I don't know if he's the head of the humanities department. He probably is, though. Definitely uh, the head of YFS. The YFS, yeah. YFS, yeah. yeah, so I... That's so, a cardboard cutout of him. And then I heard... <laughs> what? You have a cardboard cutout of him. Yeah, in one of the senior videos, there's a cardboard cutout of him, and everyone it was in their YFS hoodies, and they were like, you know, like on their knees. <laughs> so it's it's like it's a very serious thing. I need to be very serious. Okay. okay. Yeah. And so he then wrote back to me, and it was like, Josh, I'm so sorry, but you unfortunately should have written to to me sooner, so that we because I'm very interested in your work. Now I'd like to have you present at YFS, but already finalized all the details. But in the mean, but then he connected me. Oh, hey, I have a student here who's um, YFS right now. His name's Merch. You might remember him. I brought him on the podcast a while back, and he's looking for a student. Get he's like looking for a disability rights expert to come and present at the International School of Geneva, and then, and then I'll put you in touch. And so, I did. And he introduced himself. So he, he put me in touch with Mert, and then we talked, and he was like. I am the head of the student anti-discrimination committee at the International School of Geneva. I am also the student council president at the International School of Geneva. And would you like to present? And I was like, yes, because honestly, how can you turn down an opportunity like that? And then I gave my presentation on the 12th of May. And every apparently everyone liked it. They actually wanted me back to do future presentations. And I was like, wow like i didn't know if you were serious but wow i and then it turns out i got an email from the principal off that particular campus and he was like yes we want you back at some point and i'm like okay <laughs> because I, for those of you who don't know i have a i have a day job and i don't want to you know conflict with that so i'm more than happy to do presentations Just let me check my schedule <laughs> and no, I, like i didn't know how big this thing was gonna be but it's a lot bigger than and honestly i couldn't i wouldn't have it any other way because i feel that the like the and murder actually brought something some interesting he brought some interesting points when i brought him on he was like and i want to redirect this i want to get your opinion on this he thinks that you know u.n conventions and declarations they should be able to be legally enforced by the u.n what do you think about that Emily, Caroline, <laughs> your opinions. I mean, from all the things I've heard about, like, 
all the objectives like of the UN and like their um, mission and vision statements and like all of the you know legal things that they've done sounds very positive and you know they like if they all have the outcome of wanting to help people and you know better a country or our like society in general so definitely you know implementing those and really listening to all everything that their like ideologies have to say i would say it's really great yeah, i think the more you talk about issues then the more like informed people would be and educated so i think mm-hmm. these like forums are great yeah yeah like and like one thing i brought up in a previous in a previous episode is that the un like like for some like it's great that they have like different countries on like the human rights committee for example but how about you know representatives from the different communities themselves that you know most vulnerable most marginalized i feel like that we really need more of that and that's it's a great thing that you're being able to host this um host yfs because i think that is a great stepping stone towards that what do you think yeah i think um yfs is just giving everyone the opportunity to learn more about things that they've heard a lot about but don't know much about and for people to share more about things they're very passionate about and know a lot about. Um, and yeah, it's just relieving those barriers some people have um, in the sense of um, if they're passionate about something but they don't know how to get started or it's also at the forum, there's so many people trading contacts and, you know, like just staying connected in this like social network of um, activists and passionate people is very, very important yes and so like um well what is your opinion like what terminology do you think should be used to address like people from these certain communities that you talk about like do you think because politically correct terminology has gone crazy at the window but what do you think or what's the best terminology that we should use to address various groups i think it's um, maybe important to ask the groups what they would want to be like called um just so they so that you haven't said anything wrong or unintentionally are perhaps disrespectful um yeah yeah although like um you know there's like label like labels in society that that um some are necessary and some are just completely like unnecessary and um, really like not open-minded. Um, like Emily said, it's just really important to establish that communication between um, the group or something and ask like, um, listen, what do you prefer uh, to be called or like how, how would I refer um, to you and everything. And then yeah, just, you know, open, open communication and just always being respectful is very key. However, um, people who are like marginalized, like we have to remember, they are they are people. They are di- no different from everyone else, and so they should not be treated differently because they are just like like us three people. Yeah. Yes, like yeah, and I feel that that is something that you know we've come a long way, but we still need to work on because there's always room for improvement. And so, like, how like how effective do you think the UN days are? Like, for example, 3rd December um, Disability Day, like how effective do you think they are raising awareness? Yeah, so I, um, so from what I've understood correctly about the UN, um, like December 3rd, Day of Disabilities is they try to really um, talk about more inclusive, um, like, it's like more inclusive ways to actually, you know, be able to um, fill in the gap between like that society sadly is created on its own between um, marginalized um, communities and um, other communities. So it's really good that that day has given space for people to talk about that. And that day only focuses on that because as many issues as there are in the world, if there's a day to focus on one thing, everyone should 
you know, put all the brain power into that and try and figure out, hey, what do we want to do? So, yeah, that's that's what I've so far known about it. But I wish it would be talked about more because um, I don't think a lot of people actually know what December 3rd is. So, you know, spreading awareness around schools and also on medias, like those are huge platforms. So that would definitely, we, we need to see more of that. Hands down. Yeah, and well, what I would, because I also heard that some people believe that a day isn't enough, but we should have like an entire month dedicated to certain groups, certain people's yeah. certain issues like Pride Month, for example. Mm -hmm. yeah, do you have anything you'd like to say about that? On that, I mean, yeah, if, if a day's not a lot enough, give it a month. Uh, yeah. You know, like there's no harm done in that. There's more time for people to um really learn understand about become educated i think a month like it's very beneficial especially i mean there are we've got like pride month we also have um mental health month and definitely there should be more months um for different aspects yeah well you have 12 so you can exactly. have a lot to choose from <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> like how you have days you have 365 to choose from <laughs> yeah and well I mean, yeah and so like do you think that it's important that we bring like groups together do you think it's important that we have like host conferences for young advocates and activists and human rights defenders do you and what and if so then why do you think it's important because i feel like that like we all know about Martin Luther King, but how many people know about like Malala Yousafzai or, you know, Reda Thunberg? It's probably more well known. I feel that we need more young people on, like, in their voices on this yeah. big gigantic okay. stage of ours. Yeah, our voices, like, we are the minds and we are the generation of like the future. You know, if we want to see change, we need to advocate it from early on because. The older generation, so they're trying to advocate for things that their generation had to fight for. And we have to fight for some different things. So starting at a young age, definitely, and like being able to identify what we're passionate about is the first step. And then, like you said, should we have more forums? Of course, you can never have, you can't have too many forums, but you just have to make sure that all of them are very, um, you know, in their quality and very connected and everything. So definitely Youth Forum was a really good stepping stone but for places outside of switzerland people need to start really thinking about okay what can we do what can like our school like can take part or like what initiative can we have on our own so i think that's really important so and well like do you have any questions for me anymore or is because you're free to ask i actually like take answering people's questions about myself yeah where do you see, like, do you have any plans um, for your work in the future? Do you see just this podcast continuing or do you have any, like, other projects? Well, I've already mentioned this big conference I want to host, see if I can host one day. And yeah. I would like, if it's possible, I would like for that to be, you know, an annual thing. I would definitely, like, I would like to see if I can, you know, bring more people in to help me produce the episode because right now it's all me. It was me answering the question. It was me asking questions. It was me writing the questions. It was me. Yeah, it was actually me translating the vast majority of, you know, the German text for those episodes are released in German. And I would like, if possible, I'd like to bring on, because I had a native speaker who regularly helped me out with that. But I feel like that in order to, you know, fix up any potential like trans mistranslations in any of the episodes I would because I'm not like German is not my first language and I would like to really see if I could bring on some more people to you know help me with that let me clear it up so, so that way like nothing gets lost in translation that would be a big thing and if possible I would like you know for hopefully to actually you know meet some of the people who are listening like me because I this show is to at least in my analytics. I'd be, I'd grant over you know over one thousand people in over twenty countries, and that number seems to be increasing. So I, I would like to meet some of you guys one day. Like, I have like 
a place where people can, you know, leave reviews. Like, and I would like to definitely see like, more feedback, like more, because all the feedback I've heard is really positive. And I honestly cannot thank everyone who's given me feedback enough. I can't thank you enough, guys, for, you know, listening to me talk for a long, long period of time because it just shows that there is a, that the people who are listening are you know, probably tolerant, eager to learn about us and what we do. And honestly, I'd just like to, like one of my um, big plans was hopefully to one day, you know, host a live stream and like do a Q and A because I, because I always actually liked listening to watching like, you know, YouTubers and if it was ask questions and, you know, answer them. And I feel like that is an important way for the listener or the viewer to connect with the to connect with the creator and the producer. And I feel like that this is an important issue. Like, like it's important. And I am honestly grateful for people who take time out of their busy schedules to listen. Because honestly, I feel like if it wasn't for all you guys listening right now, this we wouldn't be where we are so this isn't just my achievements also yours and you should be very proud of that yeah that's another benefit of a podcast you know like you can be on a walk or playing your kitchen doing household chores right and and just to have something to listen to and that like in we german we say weiterbildend like something that is very you know educational while you're doing the dishes and that's a podcast yeah while you're doing dishes or while you're you know, at work and you're, you're nine to five. And I, and I honestly, because people at my own work listen to this and I honestly could not be more grateful for the support that, you know, my, like I said, I mean, my boss and my supervisor have given me, like they actually helped me set up my presentation for the international school of Geneva. And I don't, and I, as I said, if it wasn't for people like them, we wouldn't be here now. So this isn't, isn't just my effort, it's a collective effort and it's really a, should be celebrated by everyone who listens because you all play all played a part. And let's see here, because I actually do have questions for you. So like, like what is, what are your plans for the future? And yeah, so we are hosting another change makers project this year. We're continuing it. Um, our next steps are just reaching out to any global shaper, any school that are interested in um, participating in these interviews. And as Caroline mentioned, we are really hoping to have an in-person um, Youth Forum Switzerland event this year. So that's kind of like our next steps and what we would like the future to look like. Yeah, and like our personal achievements, I can say like a lot of alumni that have left Isadel, um, they still come back for YFS. They still come on that day of YFS, come to campus, listen into all the panels. And I can definitely see Emma and I be part of that because Youth Forms of Switzerland, we've joined it. I think we joined it in grade eight. Uh, no, sorry, in nine. We joined it at the beginning of high school or it's either nine or 10. I can't really remember. And then, yeah, just coming back to see like how it's evolved and how, how big it gets every year is just really crazy. Yes, and well, I, as you can, you can obviously like, I'll support you in any way yes. I can, in helping you achieve those goals. And I'll, I hope I can be at like YFS in the future. So, and well, I hope anyone who's listening right now would like to, you know, if you can't be there, you can probably stream it. You can stream it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah you can. Like, just oh, please remember to be respectful in the chat, will you? Yeah. <laughs> yes and so well once again thank you to caroline and emily for being on the show and taking the busy time to listen to well thank you to everyone here who's taken time out of your busy schedule to listen to us talk yeah. and so if you want to like learn more about the um change makers project there will be a link to the website in the description box below and so, Caroline, Emily, if anyone has any questions, where can they get in contact with you? I believe it is yfs at isadel.ch. That's our email, and we're very happy to communicate with anyone interested in the project. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
and also, I, and also, if you want to get in contact with me, there's a link to all of my projects like in the in the description box below. And please remember to like, share, you know, leave us a review. It really helps out. And Thank you so much for having us. Yes, and okay. I'll see you in the next episode. And maybe either Caroline, Emily, or both of them will be in that episode as well. Because I would like to have them on. I would like to have you guys on, girls on the, in the future. Mm -hmm. So, oh, yes. Sure, thanks. Yeah, so please support the show any way you can. Support their work any way you can. And we'll see you next time. So, bye. Choose au revoir. So, any... If you live in the world, well, you obviously do live in the world, but in regards to what country you live in, thank you for listening. And...